I feel that's very natural that the influencers now have their own brands because they're cutting the person in between to connect with their audience. And you know really well your audience, your followers and what they engage with, what the type of product and service they buy into it. Everyone would expect me to say my dream was to have my own brand, but it wasn't. Co-creation, it's going to be, you know, a, a word that we're going to be hearing a lot from brands and for all segments. So I remember, as I said to Camila, I'm going to take you to Cannesville Festival. They will say, no way we're going to have an influencer walking the red carpet. No one wants to be at an empty party. People want to be at a party where everyone is and everyone is on social media. I wanted to talk about how you launched your brand, Jet Beauty, because it was through an amazing innovation, live streaming shopping. Hi everyone, here is Mara Genovese, CMO and founder of Imaging Power, a global influencer marketing agency. And this is our Influencer Marketing Uncover podcast. Today is such a special episode for me. I am joined by a dear friend of mine who is part of the story of how Imaging Power started and that I'm so proud to have had work together. She's an inspiration, influencer, worldwide, and I'm so happy to welcome today Camila Coutinho. She's one of the most influential figures globally and now a very successful entrepreneur who has recently launched her own lifestyle brand, G-Beauty. Kami, thank you so much. I'm so happy to have you here and, you know, like so grateful that you are uh, allowing this time to be here with us today. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here too. Very happy to see you again um, from the camera, but yeah, and I, I miss you a lot. And I'm very happy to share a little bit today of my story, which includes you. And um, I talk, talk more about the future, about market and share a little bit with you and your audience. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Kami. For those who, you know, does not know me so well or Camila, uh, we have worked together uh, in 2015. We started work together, and I always always love to tell uh, the story about you know MG Power and how our stories it's very linked to to Camila and how grateful I am to have crossed paths with her because if it was not from her from the experience that I had with her. I don't know if I would be here uh, today. So for me, it's a, it's a, to have Camila here with us and knowing how much she contributed for the success of Imaging Power and how she actually helped me uh, to understand about the world of influencer marketing. It's just, it's just so uh, wonderful. As Kami said today, uh, we will be talking about the future of influencers. If the future of influencers is to become entrepreneurs, is this to create their own brands? And then I would love to start, come with your own story, because we know that you have recently launched uh, G Butch, and, yeah. uh, and then you have been you know, an influencer for the past 10 years. And we would love to know how that transition from be an influencer to create your own brand. Yes, first of all, 
when I started 15 years ago, there were no blogs at all, not to say fashion blogs. So when I started, I didn't even talk about myself. I talked about other people, celebrities. Yeah. Then I started talking in first person. People started to get interested about myself. Then I started to show a little bit more of myself, my opinions and my image on the blog. Then it became all about the blogger, which is when we met, kind of. Yeah. And um, now I feel that's more and more about the community. And now that I separated my blog from my, my, myself, I have two channels to talk with my audience through Camila Coutinho and through Garotas Estúpidas, which I don't appear anymore. It, uh, I'm only like coordinating the editorial part. And now six months ago, I launched my, my own brand, hair care brand called GE Beauty, GE because of Garotas Estúpidas, my blog. And um, for that, I have to say that we are the first generation of bloggers that complete more than a decade. And we know how hard it is. I think it's the harder, harder part of this, um, this business is that our personal life is very attached. It walks together with our professional life. So for me, it's very good to have another business that doesn't have almost anything to do with me. Um, I'm the CEO, but I'm not the model. I'm not in the campaign. So it's um, for, the, for the long term, I think it's a very smart strategy. That's one point. For the other point, I feel that more and more, we don't need uh, money in between to help. Um, like agencies, they have to reinvent themselves because they have to be strategic, not about, not about network, because network you can do on social media yeah. and you can, you can know in LinkedIn, Instagram, you can get in touch with any, anybody you want to through that, um, through that social media. So agencies, to have a reason to exist, they have to be very strategic. So because of that, I feel that's very natural that the influencers now have their own brands because they're cutting the person in between to connect with their audience that buys the products that they sell already. So if, I don't know, a makeup brand hires me to promote the product, I already have the audience to buy the product. So I can do my own product and sell to my audience. So that's very natural because all the, um, all the promotion, most of it is now online. So it makes total sense for in internet uh, personalities or celebrities use their channels to sell things. So that's why I think this is growing so much for the last two or three years. And, uh, as a connection with the, the pandemic, maybe that's when the, um, the influencers had more time to put that in practice. Because for me, I have been planning this for two years and I was very scared to do that during the pandemic. But now I feel that if it wasn't the, the free, time, free time during the pandemic, I would never be able to do that in my regular life. The way I'm doing now, you know. And, and Kermi, and that idea that you had about creating your own brand. So how 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 this come to life? I think is something that everyone's, you know, like I always, you know, ask, okay, but when you had this idea, we know you have executed during the pandemic, but mm -hmm. when was the time that you said, okay, now it's time for me to have my own brand? because you, you have to feel ready for it, right? So you, and as you said, because you have been doing this for, for over 10 years 
and you know really well your audience, you know, you know really well know your followers and what they engage with, what the type of product and service they buy into it. So did you use the insights from your own audience to decide on which product you would create it or there was no correlation between what the product you launched and your followers? Well, that's a very funny story. No one would expect for me to tell this way. Everyone would expect me to say, my dream was to have my own brand, but it wasn't. Almost three years ago, I found out that a person had copied my brand, Garota Estupida, and had created its own hair care brand. And I found this uh, through my audience. They sent me the pictures and I was like, oh my God, what is this? Then I called my lawyer and he managed to take this off market, off the market very quickly. But then uh, something clicked in my head because I, used, I was very used to do collaborations with brands and earn royalties and um, royalties through the, the sales. And then I was like, okay, this guy, he made, um, he made some work, research work for me. So I'm going to check what he's done, if it's good, and I'm going to do this right in my way. So I went there and nothing was good. So I threw everything away and uh, I started from zero. I started to do research. I started to do focus groups and to learn more about how, how people saw my brand nowadays in the market. That was very helpful for me, not only for Jia Beauty, but also for my, my planning for the next, month, next months, because I realized that um, our recall, when I say our is from my generation of uh, content creators, it wasn't good because we weren't connecting with our audience anymore the way we did when we started. We were very far away because we were trying to be too perfect. We were trying to be all dolled up all the time and that doesn't connect anymore. So I started to rebrand myself before I started to, before I launched my brand. And that was a very natural process because everything I do in my content, either in my content or in my product has a lot to do with myself and my, my journey because otherwise it wouldn't work. So when I decided to redo uh, the brand before it started, G Beauty, because nothing was, was worth um, getting from the guy, um, I thought about a lot about how I would like to sell beauty and the way I see beauty now is um, with a lot of clarity and I feel that um, beauty is not about how you feel physically only but how you feel in your head, how you feel about yourself. So I, so I wanted to bring this to the brand. So when I decided to start from zero, it started two years from research, research for the brand, research for the product. So we came up with this concept of seven products that mixed up can get great results for all types of hair, all types of hair. So that's very innovative. And we decided to do hair care because in Brazil is a huge market and no one was talking beauty this way, um, natural beauty in the hair care market. A little bit on makeup, but not yet on hair care. So it was perfect for the, for the time. No, amazing. And then Kami, definitely like, because when you're saying that uh, you have been going through uh, of a change yourself, right? 
especially like knowing you very well because we worked for so many years. So I remember the years where like we could not go out without having the hair and makeup done because, oh my God, no way I'm going to go out like that. And, uh, and this is the process that I, I have followed you going through, you know, like, you know, realizing that mm, not sure if this is what, you know, it's what making me successful, right? This is more about my personality, about who I am or the makeup and hair that I'm always perfect. And, and I think in, in a way there is a correlation, as you said, between who you are and the brand that you have created. And that's why I believe that you are bringing your audience to engage with your brand because they can see you in, in the brand. And I think this is, uh, this, is, uh, this is incredible. And you decided not to be the face of the brand. Uh, and what is the reason behind? So why you decided, okay, so I would do this brand and I wanted to have a brand that I am the CEO, but I'm not gonna be the model of the brand. So tell me a little bit more about that strategy because we see the opposite from some influencers that are launching the brand. They go out there with their own face, with their own you know, like promotion. Uh, and with you, it was, was amazing to follow because of course you, you mentioned that on social media that the Jab Beauty was coming and then you create a lot of teaser around, but you were not the model or the influencer heavily promoting it which is is really the opposite of what we see out there so tell me tell us more about that strategy well i already have two businesses that are very successful um my my own business with my own face um i i do campaigns i do um talks i did two ted talks um so i have my this business going very well. I already have Garotis Stupidas that's doing very well. And I wanted to have something that didn't have anything, um, how can I say, imaginally speaking, to do with me. Yes. Because it has more longevity and it gives, gives me space to uh, create more and to, I mean, have different ways of living my life in 10 years. Because I already have one way that I need to show my face in my life. Why create another one? Um, besides that, uh, there's a lot to do that the brand, it's for everyone, for person. People ask me, ah, is it for, for women only? I'm like, no, if you have hair, you can use it. <laughs> if you're a man or a woman. So it's for, for people. It's for people. So does it make any sense that I'm the face of the brand? Because I'm only one skin, one type of hair, one personality, and I wanted to show plurality. So that's why I chose not to be in the official campaign. But if you go on our Instagram, you can see a little bit of myself, but I'm, I'm acting, I mean, I work more on the CEO and the backstage side and I'm loving because it's, it's um, being like a college for me again, you know, because it's completely different. It's a completely different business model than the one that I'm used to, very complex. And it's good for me because I'm learning a lot. So I think uh, this site is also great. It's, a, it's an exciting challenge. Yeah. And Kami, and do you think that the future of influencers is to create their own brand? Because that's what you're talking, like we have seen this, you know, like, especially the past year, so many influencers all around the world creating their own brand. 
of course, there were more time to stop and think because we are all like stuck at home and cannot go anywhere. So why not to create something new? But do you think that this is the future? This is the future that we see where brands will, where influencers will start monetized from their own image and create their own brand instead of working with brands? Not necessarily, Ma. I mean, I think it's one way to create your own thing, but it's very expensive. I don't have any investors, so I'm the one behind all of this. And it was my choice because I wanted to take my time and do it my way. So I decided not to take any money and do it by myself, but I prepared for that. And uh, not a, I, I understand that not anyone is ready for this big move. This is one, one way. Another way is that you team up with the brand in a different business model than the, we, the one we were used to. Because the one that's traditional is that you sign something and then you get, uh, I don't know, five to 10% of the sales of that product. But you can also be like um, a partner in that, earning more percentual and giving more. So they don't pay you a fixed rate but you're like, a, you're like a partner. The more you post, the more you sell. And this is how it goes. Like you can see Anita doing Skoll, which is a, a very popular beer brand here in Brazil. I believe from what I heard that her negotiation is kind of this way. And uh, there is the other way that you don't need to create or be partner of any brand because this is a, already a very um, rentable yeah. market the influencing market so you can stay there and it's all good because content creating creator is, is amazing it's going to grow even more you can also create an info product which is an amazing business model also the cost is very low and i mean there's internet is for everyone and you can be very creative and choose your own path doesn't need to be this way you know yeah, no, and, 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 and totally is like, as you said, to create your own brand, it requires an investment, right? If you wanted to create your own brand uh, and to when you work in collaboration with a brand, like we have done in the past with Riachuelo, which is a Brazilian retailer where Camila created her uh, own collection from then. But we see a lot of that increasing, like as an agency, our clients are kind of demanding more ideas from us from, okay, so we wanted to create a new product, but we wanted to create an influencer. So can you start thinking about like, who do you think would be relevant uh, for us to co-create a product together? I think co-creation, it's going to be, you know, a, a, you know, a, a word that we're going to be hearing a lot from from brands and for all segments because we have jewelry brands wanted to co-create a collection we have skincare brands wanted to create a co-creation we have you know like a food and beverage wanted to create something that's related to food with influencers so it's incredible to see like especially uh because we have been you longer than myself but like seeing the evolution from when i started working with you how brands used to approach to influencer marketing. So I remember uh, one of our first projects because I said to Camila, I'm going to take you to Cannes Film Festival. Are we going to take you to Cannes Film Festival? And I remember like, okay, where to start? And I need to find a brand to, you know, to sponsor all of that dream. 
And then I remember talking with one of the jewelry brands and say, oh, there's an influencer, she can go and then she can go to Red Carpet and promote your jewelry. They you say, no way, we're gonna have an influencer walking the red carpet. And, uh, and luckily we managed to tell this brand, no, you will see it, let's test. And then you see how good that can be. And now like Cannes Film Festival is all about influencers, like more That's than- First time we went, it was only us, no other influencer at all, at only all. us. <laughs> like we launched that, Camille, I'm so yeah. proud to say that. <laughs> like, you, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that, I'm very proud. At all. But you know, Ma, no one wants to be at an empty party. People want to be at a party where everyone is and everyone is on social media. So it's very natural that um, the brands are like going crazy to collaborate with the influencers and to celebrities that are very smart to improve their presence on social media. So it's very natural. And uh, I was about to say before that another way that, you, that people can do, and that's the way that a friend of mine, Bruna Tavares is doing very well here in Brazil. She has her own uh, makeup brand, um, she launched it 10 years ago in a partnership with Tracta, a popular brand here in Brazil. And she split the responsibilities and costs. I don't know how exactly, but she's not the only one. She, she, teamed, up, she, she teamed up with this makeup brand, um, very popular already. And she started to do everything in collaboration. They work together. Her um, office is in there. Amazing. And they're huge now. They, they have 4,000 places selling her makeup brand. So that's a very interesting case for people to check out too. Business model, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, so it's amazing because yes, influencer marketing, we will continue to see that increase on like brands who wanted to collaborate with influencer. But another point that I want to touch with you, Kami, that we as an agency, we have been seeing that a lot. And I'm the one that I was pushing my team and the strategist team uh, into that direction is the authenticity on when creating content. And uh, because I personally, and I always say that to clients and to my team, I don't believe in paid ad with influencer that is not authentic, that is not organic, that is very, you know, like you can see that the influencer has been briefed and then she's talking precisely the briefing, not adding their personality. I think that time it's gone completely. And I always tell that to my clients, like, let's, let's have a briefing. Of course, we have to have a briefing. Because you have a do, do's and don'ts, do's and don'ts and what you want to communicate. Exactly. So let's talk about, you know, being organic and being authentic because I saw one stories of yours recently that I love it, that you were telling your audience that that day would be a public day, that you're, you're going to be busy shooting a lot of content. And then you say, okay, today I have Nivea, I have Lindetti, I have this and I have that. So I'm super busy and I'm going to be photographing and filming all my public. And then I thought, oh my God, this is so smart because she's not even afraid of saying to her audience, okay, Today I'm busy, I'm doing this. And so we're gonna see all beautiful by a photographer and a video maker, but it's public. But I'm telling you that today I'm dedicated to that. And I was just like, oh my God, only Camila to do that. 
So let's talk about being authentic and not be afraid, you know, just to, you know, to create content the way you think you should. I think the big question here is why not? Why not do that? Because it's the same thing, publicity and content. Doesn't matter if I'm getting paid or not. People just have to engage and like the story I'm telling. So that's how my brain works and has worked since the day one. How do I translate what I'm seeing in good content for my audience? I think that's basic. Then before I accept to work, because th there's this thing, yeah. I think when we started, the only, uh, it was only one way. The brand says, would say, I, I want Camila and I will be okay. Let's go. And now I'm like, let's see this brand. What's their mission? What's their values? It, it, does it have to do with me? Is it a good, a good marriage for me? So I check everything about the brand before I accept. From that, and considering that I already like and use the brand, sometimes I don't know and I try before I accept, then I start to tell a story. And one thing that doing very well in my business is that when a brand, um, when we sign with the brand, I don't only post the day that she hired me. I start posting from day one, like very, how can I say organic? Like, look what, what just arrived, look. Na, na. And then I start telling a story. And then the day the brand hired me, I post the way they want to with do's and don'ts and swipe up and everything. But when this day arrives, my audience already knows that I have a relationship with that brand. So that's doing very well. And the audience has been like watching this for more than 10 years, not only my audience, but everyone is already very used to publicity on social media. So it's natural that people already know. So how would you feel if your favorite influencer would try to um, trick you and would lie to you? That's not good. So I think it's not smart when people try to like hide. The best thing you do is be like real and tell the truth and in life or in social media that's the best way no i, I totally come in i love the the what you mentioned about the mission and the values and mm -hmm. the purpose of the brand because i think uh, again give an example for when we started working together we were not really attached to those things and even and even like the actually the brand, they were not really attached to the values and purpose and mission of the influencer. So I think it was very different five years ago because brands, they were more interesting to work with influencers with a million followers to million followers because they thought that was the way to do it. And that's how they're gonna get the, the, the sales and the reach and the awareness. They were not really into okay what's the purpose of this influencer what's her tone of voice what's her sentiment analysis that she has on her platforms toward her audience and it was the same for the influencer so the influencer was just like okay i just wanted to do paid partnership just send me the send me the brands you know say that i charge this amount and and let's go you know so it was and then now it's shift completely first like the brands they're so precisely when it comes to influencer selection. So for you to have an idea, like three years ago, we would do a procurement of influencer one round. We'll say, okay, these are the influencers we believe that we should be collaborating. And then there's, okay, great, let's go. Now we have to do like one round, two round, three round, because they looked everything. And then we need to provide sentiment analysis, we need to provide tone of voice. Okay, what's her tone of voice? Does she say words that are not appropriate to my brand? 
what are the type of comments that this influencer have on their social it's not just about the numbers because before it's like oh, what's the engagement rate what's the number of followers what's the average views what's the average clicks okay we need to look into this of course you know like when the brand is doing investment but the the, the tone of voice the sentiment analysis and the, the, the mission and the value of the influencer is a great um, way that brands are looking into before engaging with an influencer. And I think it's the same with you influencers, right? So you're not going to engage with a brand that is not making any good to the environment or is not, you know, being supportive to, for example, the pandemic that has done anything or has not been involved on the Black Lives Matters. So it's your direction as well, right? So you're more into understand those before. Yes, because if you start to stop to think, our main, my main product in Camila Coutinho is reputation. It's nothing physical, it's reputation. All I've been trying to build during this more than 10 years is credibility and reputation. So that's my product. If I don't think about this, what, what's the point? I'm destroying my own my own product. So I think it's very reasonable that we think a lot and we question a lot from both sides, you know? Okami, and uh, and also I, this new generation, right? The Gen Zers, they don't buy into something that is there's no value or mission or purpose or meaning behind, right? When you're doing a public, because they are more savvy in the way they consume. Do you agree with that? I completely agree. I don't know if it's all the time is true and it's from the heart to tell you the truth. I don't know. Yeah. But I think at least to think and at least to bring this to the table, it's amazing. So I don't question. I just sometimes I feel I have my doubts when it's for reals or not. But I think it's good for everyone. And I think everyone, the audience charges us and charges it itself themselves to uh, have a position or opinion about everything to support all the causes and it's too much to solve because now we have access to all the problems in the world like we have access to what's happening on australia and we can donate to australia so it's a lot of things to solve so it's amazing when you can buy one product that already like fulfills your needs and it's helping the cause you support so for me, that's completely correlated nowadays, brands, cause, people. Because if you start to think that now is not a person, even brands, they have a personality. You have to have a personality. The more you have, the better you are seen and the better you sell. So everything has a personality now. Uh, people, obviously, brands, uh, government, governments, mm -hmm. um, magazines tv everyone has values and personalities attached so i also believe in collaborations uh, with brand to brand i think this is going to grow a lot going back to the collab um, that we were talking before because everyone now has personality everything now has personality so it's very important so true and coming let's talk about innovation so like you know i am like a big fan uh, of you like since we met uh, a few years ago because you always bring something to the table that is, is innovative 
and you always think ahead of the game you know when like when i remember like you know taking uh, flying with camilla and she would start having ideas uh during the flight and she would get a napkins and she would start writing her ideas in the napkins and she would just throw to me and say okay let's do this and i was like oh my god what are you talking about and she was like yes let's do this and let's make this as a plan i was like camilla and then like you know she always pushed boundaries and i think this is i always say to everyone this is something sometimes people say mara you wanted to do crazy things you know like this is not gonna happen it's like guys i learned from the pro like everything is possible and you know like we will make this happen and uh and this is something i admire you a lot because you are very innovative in everything you do and then I wanted to talk about how we launched your brand, Jet Beauty, because it was through an amazing innovation, live streaming shopping, which is huge right now uh, across the world, but always started in China. And I, I don't follow everything that's happening in Brazil, but I feel that you were one of the first that have done this. It was, right? actually was the first. I was very honored. I'll tell you more about that, but I, I will start from the beginning of your question, not actually the question of, but your opinions about me. I do uh, feel very um, uncomfortable doing the same thing people are doing. So I love doing the crazy stuff and, and things that people are not even thinking about yet. So I think that's the best thing about um, the possibilities that my job brings me. So when we launched Jet Beauty, uh, my team was thinking about how, we'll be, how we would launch during the pandemic. And then they created the plan. I was like, guys, this is the same everyone is doing, please. No, <laughs> we can do better than this. Let's, let's think, let's think. What about we team up with Americanas, which is like, how, it's like, how can I say? Is it's a, like Amazon retail, it's like Amazon in Brazil, for Brazil. The biggest retail website? Yeah, it's like a, it, 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 we, can it's similar, we can say that uh, it's similar to, to Amazon in Brazil. Uh, it's one of the oldest and biggest e-retailer in, in, in Brazil, very well respected, and they sell everything uh, yeah. like Amazon, basically. <laughs> yes, and I recently, uh, in November of 2019, I went to China for the first time. And it was like, I went crazy because it felt like they are three decades in front of us because everything there is digital, is QR codes everywhere. They never, I mean, they, they jumped from money, like paper money to QR code. They don't have credit cards because they, they just like jumped straight to technology. So I felt all that was very inspiring for me and Americanas invited me to create this project with them to promote the e-retail. And I was like, why don't we do live shopping? Please let's do live shopping because it's gonna be huge, especially here in Brazil that the market, the influencer market, it's so big. And, um, and they were like, okay, let's do it. And then we did the first live shop in, in Brazil. We sold Americanas products that evolved in a bigger project with all like different uh, themes for the lives with other influencers, not only me. Now this this format is um, is getting more and more popular here. I, I have to be honest with you. I thought that by now we already would be like 
very popular. It's not that popular yet, but I think we don't have the tools to do it yet like they do in China, but I think it will be. And for me, it was not only a good uh, business, but it was very, how can I say, very interesting because I, I learned a lot, Ma, because when you do a live shop, is not only sell a product, it's transforming that experience in content. So you're gonna sell this, this lip gloss, you have to make this interesting, you have to like catch your attention, like look, look at this color is amazing, this brand, and now you do jokes. So it's very fun to do. And I learned a lot and it's a completely different way to sell online and I think all the influencers and brands should pay attention on that and start thinking of hiring uh, sellers for their physical yeah. stores that have this skill to do live shop because it would be very helpful. Imagine if you have like a lot of um, sellers in the stores that already can like uh, turn the phone on and start selling to people all around. It's insane. So insane. I think that is the future. And then amazing, Kami, that you were the pioneer again uh, <laughs> on on doing that uh, in Brazil. And definitely, I truly believe that's the future. So here in Europe, we see that this is happening, but it's still like very slow when it compared to China and the U.S. But it's something that brands really need to jump into it because live shopping, it's, it is the future, especially now with the pandemic. We don't know when shops will be back opening and if it does, how the format will look like, right? Because we don't know if the experience will be the same as before. So I think shop live streaming is definitely- I have to future. send you a few videos that I have from China that one of them that make me like, whoa, is a- um, huge uh, office it's not like an office like a studio with more than 200 women with ring lights each one with uh, its own individual ring light training to do live shop it's a school wow. of live shopping insane and another one is a man in a farm selling its own um, its own apples and its own fruits in the countryside of china like look at this mango amazing super sweet and he's selling through live shop. Can you believe that? My God. Yes. I, I really want to go. To, I, like I was planning to go to China, but then with the pandemic, the plan yeah. goes. When all this ends, I hope soon because it's uh, mind blowing. Yeah. Amazing. And, and Kami, and future of influencer. Like, what do you see? Not just the future of influencers, but the future of influencer marketing. Where do you see this going in the next, it's so difficult to say the next five years, the next two years, because things change so quickly now. But if you have to, you know, predict it, what is your prediction? Well, um, let's see. I think we would have to have another podcast only for this <laughs> question, but I'll try to be, <laughs> I, I'll try to be, I forgot the word. I'll try to resume. Yeah, to brief, respond. To brief, to brief. This is also an English class for me, guys. So thank you for the patience. Um, I think that I just uh, wrote my first column to Fast Company Brazil, which is launching this one here in Brazil. I love this magazine and I was very honored to be invited. And my first uh, column was about, is that anything such as bad content? Because I feel that a lot of people here in Brazil are like, okay, so 
there's a lot of a lot of bad content you should don't you should only follow people that do like intellectual content and real uh, actual content uh, bikini pictures not content outfit of the day is not content come on who are you to tell if something is good helpful or not there's no such a thing of bad content or good content there is only personal taste and that's very easy to understand so i feel that people shouldn't judge what is good or bad in this ocean of opinions that's in the internet so first of all this people have to respect people's point of view around the internet and uh, to understand there's a lot of different perspectives in different realities that generate that kind of content and people are in different places in their journey during their life. So that's one thing I think it's gonna grow, grow, grow even more. Another thing that I think it can go to a good scenario or very bad scenario is about the responsibility that we generate information, that we consume information because fake news is for whoever who doesn't understand how serious this problem is, should go and research and see documentaries and read about it because this is something that could change uh, the world in a snap. Uh, people, uh, countries have elected presidents through fake news, through, through information that's very sensitive right now. So I feel that us uh, influencers, we have a huge piece of responsibility on that too. So it's very important that we bring, clar we bring clarity. So it's very important that us influencers only bring to the table subjects that we really understand and we research and uh, that people consume information with more clarity. Otherwise, we will be like producing and um, sending forward fake news and that's, that's terrible for the world and for the course of humanity. So I think this is something that people should pay attention in the next decade, if I can say anything about the future, that's my advice. <laughs> oh, and great advice, Tom, because I, like, I'm with you on that, that uh, influencer marketing, we will continue to see this industry growing quite rapidly, especially now with the, with the, you know, where we are with the world, with the pandemic, not knowing when this will end and if it will, how it would be. Uh, but I think creating content with responsibility, it, uh, it will have to be something that every creator will have to, to take attention because it can change. It, it can change everything, as I said, in a story of 15 seconds. If you say something that is not responsible or correct, or, you know, you can damage images you can damage you know but not, not only for the image um, point of uh, not only for the image care perspective but also from the world perspective exactly exactly it's very serious this problem another big trend that influencers that pay attention now and implement now are gonna do very well is to do social calls. This is right, the way I said? Correct. Correct. Include social calls in their agenda. It's very important because you can have causes, amazing, but you have to be very true to them and you have to like actually do something <laughs> for that cause. If it's donating money, if it's promoting a campaign, whatever, think about how can you bring social calls to your job because it's going to be very important for brands, for people. Remember, people are brands, so you have to you have to to have this on your agenda too. 
because it's going to be people are going to pay a lot of attention on your social responsibility in the next years. Kami, we could stay here talking forever, and I think I'm going to invite you to another another podcast yeah. uh, because it's great. Because like Camila, I, I'm sure everyone that's listening to us today, we agree that she can bring so much, you know, information and insights. Uh, of her being in this industry for, you know, as I said, beginning at the past 10 years. So she has a vision of the past, the present and the future. And because she's really engaged with the industry uh, for her own brand and then for the brands that she worked with, she can add a lot of, uh, you know, uh, relevant and insights. So Kirby, like I'm a big fan, so I don't need to, <laughs> to, to say that again. And again, Kirby, like to tell the audience again, how grateful I am for, you know, for having the opportunity to have been working with you in, in the past. So you have taught me so much. And uh, I always say to everyone, like my, the story of Imaging Power, it's, it, it's not possible without, uh, without, uh, without Camila. So I think it's all like linked together. And then when I look at back, I was like, oh, I remember me and Camila discussing to work together. And I was just like, Camila, but you know, I don't do PR for people, I do PR for brands. I think we have to tell people that because when you when I met you, you were doing PR for a outlet brand and yeah. you, you did one of the coolest press trips I've ever been. I think maybe the coolest. And we met and we as Brazilians, we connect instantly. And then Myra got pregnant and she left the, the brand. And then I was like, Ma, I was thinking I really wanted to work international. Uh, can you help me? <laughs> can I be your client? And she was like, never done that, but let's try. And then we did so many cool things. Yes. So many first timers in so many um, circumstances, but it was amazing, amazing experience. Yeah. I'm very happy to be part of your story. Very happy to have you as part of mine. Very grateful too. I think it's one of the best things we can do is to have gratitude and to express that. It's very powerful. So um, I want you to know that I'm very happy for you, for your success and for everything that you are doing and now creating content also. Yes. Amazing content. So congratulations, Ma. Very proud. Thank you so much, Kami. And for everyone that's listening to us today, hope you have enjoyed the conversation. If you don't follow Camila, I really recommend that you to start too because she's amazing. We're going to have all the details of her Instagram account and all the accounts that she has across social media. So make sure to follow her. She's an amazing global influencer that, again, I'm so proud to have been part of her story. And uh, she can bring so much insight from her through content. And check out her brand as well. Kami, the, the brand's not yet selling internationally, right? But there's not a plan yet. for the future, let's say. It will very soon, but um, our brand is still a baby, a six-month launch. So we have still have a lot of work to do. But I invite you to check out our Instagram. is GE Beauty. You're going to enjoy because... I always tell my team that I want people not only to buy our products, but to buy our content, to be interested in what we have to say. So I think even though we don't ship internationally yet, 
you you guys would like to check our Instagram account. So yeah, so what the space? Yeah. So maybe I will help Camilla to bring her brand internet. Yes, so. that's a good idea. <laughs> I love that. I love that. just watch the space because I, I we love a challenge. So yes, just just keep 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 that on mind. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Cam. Super thankful uh, to have you here. And uh, for everyone that's here today, please check out our next episode. Uh, and then thank you so much for have tuned in today to listen to our conversation. And thank you so much until the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.